Welcome to episode 54 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about a conservation effort, and I talk about an animal that was discovered after previously thinking it was extinct. We learn about two new adorable favorites and our second animal of the week from the Atlantic. Don't forget to head over to our Patreon if you want to have a say in next week's listener's choice. But for now, let's dive into episode 54 of the Animal Addicts podcast. Welcome to episode 54 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of animals. But first, Casey, what did you do? What? I, what? Nope. What have you done? Since it was I my birthday. It was your birthday. Happy birthday. I'm old. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm 26 because yeah. now you don't have the health insurance anymore. Yeah. That was a mean thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I found out I am still covered till the end of the month. Oh, good. Yeah, but still working on next week on enrolling for Medi-Cal. Yeah, you should qualify. You should be fine. Yeah. Um, I feel like I say CHG or maybe Molina, but don't do community care based on my work. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just saying because you will have to choose your actual. Yeah. Anyway, insurance stuff, fun. But, um, so what did you do for your birthday? So, actually, I don't think, I, not on my actual birthday we did anything, but I, I went to BJ's for dinner. Yummy. And, yes. Did you get a pazuki? I got a pazuki. Yes. yes. And it was free. Because <laughs> your birthday? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I don't know if they still do it since COVID times, but a friend and I went one time just by happenstance on a Tuesday. And we walked in, they're like, oh, you're here for pazuki? And we're like, mm-hmm. how did they know? Because pazuki, like, Tuesdays are like special pazuki day, mm-hmm. and they're cheaper. Anyway, yeah. but yes, continue. So pazuki, that's a good birthday. Yes, I got a brownie one. Oh, uh, a brownie one? Like the cookie dough is brownie, or there's a brownie on top of the cookie? It's like, well, the cookie's brownie. Okay. Yeah, and I've then there's the ice cream. done that. Yes, it was so good, and it's like, I understand the hype, and I want more. Oh, dude, just <laughs> even just do the solid chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like I mean, my mouth is watering thinking mm-hmm. of it. It's so good. My my old favorite um, dessert and it's still pretty good. It's a brownie obsession at TGI Fridays. Yep. So good. But Pazuki's now mm, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And also, uh, day before my birthday yeah. was the Gold Cup final. Okay. US won. Woohoo! Yeah. This is a while ago now <laughs> for when this is actually gonna air. Yeah. But, um, but you know. <laughs> US. I was, Yay. I almost, I, when they scored one time, uh, well, the only time, um, I almost punched this lamp that was right above my head that good my job. mom loves, but oh, I good. didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm watching the Olympics. Yeah. Most medals and most gold medals for U.S. That's typical. Do you know how much money we spend? On Do you know how many people we take from other nations and then they compete under U.S.? All the athletes I saw we're from the U.S., but I know there's a lot of other countries that take U.S. athletes and then compete for them. Sort of, because yeah. that's where they initially came from, so they're competing for their home country. <laughs> Are we talking about actual birth country or ethnicity-wise? Uh, birth country, usually. It's like all the athletes I know. I don't know. No. <laughs> anyway, um, I also I didn't decide to share it as a story, but I saw a story that I didn't want to report on, but a German coach got kicked out for punching a horse in the pentathlon, <laughs> which is weird. It's obviously rich old white people sport yeah. because it's like, I should have, I guess I should have shared that story, but it's like equestrian jumping. Mm-hmm. This is, it's probably like rich people used to go hunting. Has to be. Equestrian jumping, pistol shooting, mm-hmm. freestyle swimming, some sort of run. I don't know if it was a sprint or what, but some some meter dash. I don't know if it was a dash or whatever it was, but some sort of run. And was that five? I don't know. I feel like there's something else. Anyway, super random. But um, but also I didn't know that they don't get to use their own horse. Yeah. They get 20 minutes mm. to meet a horse they have to go compete in the Olympics with, mm. and this horse refused to jump. It was I not going to do it. So and the person was first in first place and because the horse wouldn't jump they fell to 31st in absolute uh, last pace and the coach mm. like punched the horse <laughs> they got kicked out of the olympics yeah. anyway i remember one time i was watching the world cup in 
<laughs> what the coaches got a red card. What they do? I don't remember. Oh, good job. <laughs> I'm a sportsman like material. Yeah. So did they... you also see um, um, Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart doing commentary and the equestrian <laughs> part? I did not. Oh, listeners, if you have not seen uh... that yet, go watch it. Snoop Dogg is like blown away by this horse because it's dressage, so they're doing that little like trot oh, yeah. thing. And he's like, that was crip walking, what? <laughs> and it's this whole thing, and, like, it's just so funny. And also, it's hilarious because there's, like, a still from it. And, like, Snoop Dogg is basically sitting in a turnout. Like, mm-hmm. his feet are in first position because <laughs> you can see the bot- their feet, like, from their table. And someone commented, like, I don't know what's funnier, Snoop's feet or the fact that you can't see Kevin's. <laughs> What I was mostly watching was soccer. Yeah. Volleyball. Mm-hmm. I also watched some of the basketball games. Water polo and um, diving. I didn't actually watch any this year. The last yeah. two times I haven't watched any, and gymnastics mm-hmm. is my thing. Mm-hmm. So I've seen clips here and there, but I didn't actually sit and watch. I don't have any time, so I haven't actually watched any of it. But I like to watch gymnastics, sometimes yeah. some of the swimming stuff. Diving's cool. I like mm-hmm. diving. Yeah. And a lot of them are former the, gymnasts that Which have... makes all of the sense because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to basically tumble. Mm-hmm. You just have. Also, dude, the freaking. Whoa. China <laughs> dominates in, like, diving. For a woman's solo um, platform, 10 meters, their, their, their athletes were a 14- and 15-year-old. Okay. Is that not allowed? No, it's just, like, that's if it has held when they were um, actually going to keep it, one of them was going to be too young because <laughs> oh, you have to be 14. They lucked out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that kid scored two perfect dives and a third one where only one judge gave her a nine and a half. A 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. It's yeah. crazy to me, some of these people, it's like, oh, and they're high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what kind of, like, energy when you go back to your high school in whatever little yeah. town and you just want a freaking Olympic medal? Like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. You train for that while you go to high school? Yeah. That is crazy to me. Also, like, we have a training center here close to us. So. Oh, yeah. Go team. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. I wonder if you can go, like, take a tour of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but um, we also invest a lot of money in that. Yeah. So, you know. We put a lot of money in sports. We put a lot of money in a lot of things. Because USA yeah. has to be number one. Yes. So we have to have the best athletes and everything. And mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. so much pressure on everybody, like Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. Also, just going to say, as a not really a former gymnast, because I was a tiny and never pursued it like seriously. But when I was a kid, I thought that was going to be my life. Her pulling out in some sport, and it depends on the sport, but like some sport, let's say like basketball. If your head's not in it, you're not likely to die. Yeah. In gymnastics, if your head's not in it, you're probably going to get horribly yeah. injured. Like, kill yourself, become a, like, quadriplegic. Like, mm-hmm. you pull out <laughs> if yeah. you're not in it because you can die in gymnastics. Um, so, anyway, don't give her shit. <laughs> but, yeah, so, okay. So, watch the Olympics. Did you watch the Olympics on your birthday, too? I did. Okay. You watched a lot of Olympic stuff. Yes. Oh, man, this is the fencing time, too. I always find fencing fun, too. Oh, yeah, I did watch fencing, yeah. too. Fencing um, is fun. Yes. I, of course, I am confused because, like, I thought you could just touch them with <laughs> and you score a point. It's like, apparently, that's not what you did. has to be in certain areas. Yes, and it's like, where's the area? Because I swear these hit the same spot. It's usually here. Yeah, but then sometimes hit, see them hit their head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm confused. It's <laughs> always funny to me because it's usually like, bam. <laughs> 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 like, swat their yeah. head. Uh, it's funny. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, love those, and then, um, I don't know, I just yeah. lost my train of thought. I was going to say something. Oh, no, yeah, did you see the, um, oh, my gosh, I think she's Russian? The, what is that? It's some, it's a, some shooting thing. Sharp shooting? I don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. But her stance, someone's like, the stance on the sharpshooter or whatever, because she has a hand in her yeah. pocket, and she's so chill, and she's just like. Oh, yeah. And she won gold. And then, like, a guy. A yes. Yes. He's like, there's going to be a massive recoil from that, which is why you don't stand like that. And someone like comes back like, you know she won gold, right? <laughs> Stop. Anyway, but it is amazing. Yeah. She just looks like she's just like, sup? Yeah. Oh, but the last thing I watched was um, women's volleyball, U.S. Um, against 
Brazil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, apparently, you, we rank number one in the world for volleyball. Okay. U.S. women's don't have an Olympic gold medal. And we finally won one. Yay! <laughs> yes. Go team. Yes. It looks like there were a lot of firsts for a lot of countries and stuff yes. too this time. So that was uh, cool. Philippines got their first yes. gold medal ever. Yes, that was so. Mm-hmm. I did see that clip and she like burst into tears after, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "You go, girl." Yes. <laughs> and in some of the rowing things, Netherlands broke a world record. In the wrong things. <laughs> in one of the rowing. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Rowing. Well, then there was like, one who fell down too. Yes. And she came back to win it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's. I like, was like, oh, she's definitely Netherlands. Uh, so she's like orange. <laughs> <laughs> that's that if i was at a soccer game and netherlands playing that's the only time i you would cut me catch me in orange would you like do the whole like finger thing the foam finger and all that probably stuff not the foam body pain like <laughs> no like if it was u.s like my favorite thing watching the u.s soccer games mm-hmm. is uh, at least internationally there's always a guy <laughs> in an eagle costume <laughs> <laughs> it's just the best thing. And another person that's dressed as Wonder Woman. <laughs> Every time? Every time. Every time. Yes. Like, I always see a guy dressed as an eagle and it's a woman as Wonder Woman. <laughs> and it's, it's just great. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, that's fun. Yeah. So, yay Olympics. They're over by now. Um, Paralympics, I think, coverage starts on the 24th. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They wait that long? I think. Huh. Or that might just be when coverage starts. I don't know maybe, if it starts. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I'm sure they have to switch up a bunch of stuff, but yeah. still. Anyway, so um, Olympics are cool. I still haven't watched any of them. Um, happy belated birthday to Casey. I mean, I did say happy birthday. I just have to on your birthday, state but. I am crazy because, okay. like, yes. <laughs> the soccer games are the, how they normally would be over in Japan. <laughs> like, it's usually, like, afternoon, evening, sometimes like that. Than me staying up till one to three in the morning oh, to watch you're the game. To watch it live. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because it always gets spoiled if I were to wait. Oh yeah, I used to do that sometimes because I would just be like mm-hmm. back back when I worked at our old place and I had yeah. weird well not weird hours but clothes so I'd sleep in and I would like not be able to fall asleep at night and during the Olympics I'm like oh, I don't know let's just go see what's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like oh fencing cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. Great. <laughs> Anywho's. I'll wait. I'll, I'll, oh my gosh, I can't speak, dude. Um, anywho, so when does this one air? My birthday has not happened yet mm. on this airs. So mm-hmm. Anyway, um, well, on not so good news, this is my segue and it's not a good one. This is actually a serious like situation. But um, Casey, what what signs are we aside from Leo? Leo? Aside from Leo, what's our fire. elemental sign? Yes, fire. Fire is serious, folks. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So this actually happened a while ago, but it was, like, right after we had recorded the previous episode. So I'm driving home from work, and I have to pull over for five fire trucks. Fire trucks only, no cops. California knows that means fire, not an accident, right? Because there will be cops if there's an accident. Just fire trucks, it's a fire. So after, like, a few times of doing it, and we get to this point where, like, people really aren't pulling over, and I'm like, you do need to pull over for them so they can get by. Like, sometimes the way the traffic is, like, you just can't because you're kind of trapped, so you just, like, hold still and let them get around you. But pull over for the emergency vehicles. So as we're getting closer, and, like, the fifth one is now passing, I'm like, that's not good. That means there's a fire somewhere. So I'm starting to be a little bit on edge. Continue on my way home. Turn onto my street, and the way the street is, is, like, there's kind of a curve, and you first get a couple curves. But I see a stack of brown smoke further Mm. down toward the end of my street, which is my end of the street. So I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then, of course, I'm stuck behind this slow-ass person. I'm like, I have a cat and a 90-year-old grandma to evacuate if that is my fucking house or if it is a house right next to me. And as we got closer, it looked like it was probably like one of the houses right next to us, if not ours. So I'm like freaking out. I almost like laid on the horn into this dude. Mm. So it's like a house close to ours. So I like fly up into the driveway, leave my car outside the garage because I'm like, if we have to like go, like, oh God. It's like Mm -hmm. run in. And I can tell it's like four houses down at least. So I like run in. I'm like, grab anything you need because we might Mm -hmm. have to go. Like the fire trucks are there, obviously, because they all passed me on the way. But so it probably won't spread. But like, be ready (laughs) because as a native Californian, you should always be ready for fire. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway, so I go in and she starts kind of gathering some stuff. And then I try to get the cat. 
cat knows something's up, mm-hmm. will not let me get her. Which is good we didn't really have to leave because I would have been injured because I would have chased her under whatever bed and been like scratched up and all kinds of messed up. But anyway, she was being a brat. So I was like, okay, <laughs> it's not here. It's not the next house. So I'm going to go take a walk and try to get a better idea of where it is. So I walked down the street a bit. The neighbors in front of that house are hosing down their roof, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So it's back there. It's like four houses down on the back side. So I'm like, okay. So we'd have to spread quite a bit before it like gets to us. Of course, embers can always fly, but it wasn't windy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And there's like five fire trucks in this house. So we should be good. Anyway, so I go back and I'm like, okay, I'm confident it's not going to get here quickly. So I'm like, I can't go drive over there because I don't want to be in the way of whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to go walk and see if I can actually see like what house exactly it is and what's happening. And by the time I go walk back out the second time, it's now turned to more white smoke. So obviously that's a good sign mm-hmm. that it's going out. So I finally walk over there and I see the house that it is. Luckily, it is not the actual house. It is the yard. Mm-hmm. I heard one neighbor say that they thought it was a power line had fallen onto palm trees. And that, well, the palm trees were. Because now seeing it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. those palm trees are toast. <laughs> um, and then it kind of went across the yard. But... Anyway, so luckily I got put out in time, but it was a, a very quick reminder, everybody, especially in California, really anywhere, but especially Southern California, not just Southern, Northern gets them a lot too. Um, it's fire season mm-hmm. and be ready. So that means having, so like I ran into the house, priorities, right? <laughs> um, I hadn't even unpacked everything from recording the podcast yet. So mm-hmm. one of the computers was still in my bag. So I was like, grab the computers, throw them in there. I was like, we just, <laughs> one of my thoughts was, we just recorded these podcasts. I'm going to be so pissed <laughs> if this burns and I lose all of that. Mm. <laughs> um, so grab my computers, throw them in, grab, I have my like important documents in like a, my a one drawer. So, but then I realized my actual passport's not in there, but I have mm-hmm. my passport card, but still I'm like, where's my actual passport? So note to self, make sure that stuff's always where it is. Like your pink mm. slip, your birth certificate, all that stuff. Have all that, throw that in. And then obviously other things you need to have are, um, family photos that are not you know digitized and also if you have a tower computer you're probably not going to move that so make sure you have those things that you need um obviously pets people who leave their pets behind i will murder you (laughs) unless your house is actively on fire when you find out about it you get your pets medications (laughs) my grandma forgot about that one initially i was like no no no. have to grab the medications Mm -hmm. and then obviously important documents and like insurance is a good one for that um, but yeah, so, and then also have some changes of clothes because you just don't know what your situation will be. So, you know, if you're lucky, like me, mm-hmm. you are able to go to like a Target and buy things, but I'm probably not going to buy like an entire new wardrobe mm-hmm. for three days. Toothpaste is different, but like, you know, anyway. So, so beware of fire, guys. And also the main thing is pull the fuck over when there are emergency <laughs> vehicles going. Like if it's a fire truck, especially in California, because you don't want that shit spreading. The faster they get mm-hmm. to it, the sooner it goes out and isn't a problem. And also like... If someone's in an ambulance, they need to get to the hospital. Move mm-hmm. over. Stop being what Americans are and selfish. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like they should just start ticketing people when they don't. <laughs> a cop should just follow them and <laughs> be like, you didn't pull over. Here is your ticket. <sighs> anyway. But yeah, so it all works out. Luckily, the house was okay. The house that was on fire. Not the house, but their yard. Um, anyway. And I felt confident going back. I was a little on edge, but I was like, okay, they wouldn't leave if it was still embering. And like, they probably wouldn't let the families next to that house go back into their house. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was um it was a very stressful day, and then I got nothing done that day because that took a lot of time. <laughs> also, I walked through a lot of smoke to go check it because it kind of settled onto our street. Yeah. I did not feel good the next day. Nope. So maybe don't do that. <laughs> so there you go. But anyway, um, we should probably talk about actual... Um, <laughs> I almost said actual eggs because I just looked ahead and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? Um, actual animals. And I don't know what Casey's thing is. It involves eggs yes. somehow. Tell us about it, Casey. Yes, so this article was published on my birthday. <laughs> okay. Is it happy? Probably not. It is. Okay, good. A bit. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's about black-footed albatrosses. I did not know that was a type of albatross. We talked about a wandering albatross. Yes. Okay, tell us about these black-footed albatross. Yes, so they're a vulnerable species, mm-hmm. and they live on these islands out in the Pacific. Okay. And because of climate change and other things, water's coming ashore like crazy, and sometimes eggs are soaked up. Drowning? Yes. Oh, no. Yes, so a couple of scientists took it upon themselves to take some of the eggs from the albatrosses on their native island, and then flew them over to Guadalupe Island, and there's another albatross called the Ice... I cannot pronounce this. Ison 
albatross, and they were f using them to cross foster for these eggs and hatch them. So basically, they would just incubate the eggs. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then. And then they're probably like, "What the hell? You're not my child." Yes, and um, they also took some chicks, and when they were raising them over on Guadalupe Island, they had them covered at night. So they wouldn't imprint on the sky and fly back to Guadalupe Island. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. They imprint on the sky? Yeah. They mm -hmm. use it to navigate. I did not know that. Okay. Yes. So the hope is to like increase their numbers here and see how that works out and reintroduce them to their native island. And hopefully they don't come, the island so do doesn't they drown. So lay the eggs like kind of on the beach, so that's why the water's coming up and getting them? Like, where are the waters getting there? Or is the water taking over like the entire island? It's like starting just, like, it's in close proximity to the ocean. Okay. Yeah. Their nesting ground. Yep. Okay. And then it kind of just washes up and go like bye-bye birds. I feel like the birds, I mean, they're not the brightest of things, <laughs> but I feel like it's like, oh, my egg keeps being like, yeah. washed out to well, sea. Like, Maybe go a little further back. I know, I remember, I can't remember what kind of albatross it was, but I also saw, I saw this on either our planet, I think, um, and, or one of the planet Earths, and it's, the albatross is sitting literally on the nesting site, It's and it's kind of like this dirt mound mm -hmm. where they just sit the egg on top. But the chick fell off. They will not recognize it as their chick if it's not on the frickin' nest. So the chick's just laying there trying to get up to its parent, and the parent's doing jack shit, <laughs> just just looking out. It's like a, it's like a Superman Clark Kent, like, who are you? Yes. Oh. And then the chick finally makes it on top oh. of the mound, and then the parent starts to take care oh of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Poor little thing. Yes. Well, at least make that. But it's probably related to fixed action patterns, which is this innate thing. Um, it's like when... Uh, they've discovered it in the geese, I believe it was, where like an egg would roll out and then watching that, they would take it and move it back. And the reason it's a fixed action pattern is because no matter the size of it, they will still do it. It can be this monstrous thing. <laughs> as long as it resembles an egg and rolls off, they will still try to do it. But how would that monstrous thing get in their nest? It doesn't matter. It's a fixed action pattern. It's just this innate thing that they do. Because it has to be something they get right every time. So it cannot be a learned behavior or something oh. malleable for the brain or else the species would die out. How weird. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who just did research that discovered that was also a member of the Nazi party. Great. <laughs> yes. He, Germany actually um, revoked his um, honorary PhD. Okay, you shouldn't have an honorary PhD, first of all. You can have an honorary BA. You don't get honorary PhD. No, that's like a big finding in science. That it was... Oh, so he just didn't have a degree, but yeah. he, okay, discovered yeah. that. That's why they did that. Yeah, so... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so they revoked that, but... That's probably one of the problems with like nesting birds, especially when they deal with things that happen due to climate change. They won't learn from it. Um, <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Poor birdies. Yeah, and they're currently they're listed as vulnerable, so they're hoping that this will help to bring their numbers back up. <laughs> Hopefully, poor birds. Yep. I feel like there's so many islands. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so many islands that are so important for birds. Oh yeah. Because I, when we were at the um, dry tortugas, that's not what they're actually called. I'm like mixing some, whatever. Fort Jefferson, I guess it is called the dry tortuga, but I don't know why there's an English word and then a Spanish word. Weird. Anyway, um, uh, they, they shut off a section because I don't remember what kind of bird, but it's some big nesting place for some birds there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so there you go. Well, I have good news. <laughs> so that's good. Um, this is a article from Live Science, and one of the world's rarest chameleons, once feared extinct, found in African rainforest. Also did not know that these chameleons were in an African rainforest. And I was like, oh, it's those? The ones that people want the most? And that is the Chapman's Pygmy Chameleon, because they're so little and they only get up to like, well, it's on here. I have to find it. 2.2 something? 2.2 inches, I think. Anyway, maybe I should read some of this. 
<laughs> That'd probably be helpful if I actually like, read some of those to you. Okay, so here we go. Scientists have found one of the world's rarest chameleons clinging to survival after fearing it had become extinct since its initial discovery in the 90s because of massive deforestation. A new study finds. Anyway, so it continues on. Researchers, uh, researchers discovered a population of Chapman's pygmy chameleons not saying that scientific name, not happening, surviving in small patches of rainforest in the southern Malawi, in southern Malawi, excuse me, in southeastern Africa. A research team from the South African National Biodiversity Institute, that's cool, that seems like a fun place to work, and the museums of Malawi uh, made the discovery in 2016. They first saw the chameleon on the edge of a forest. And then here we go. These are, these are fun people. This is when you know like a scientist just had an exciting day, right? When we found it, we got goosebumps and just started jumping around. Lead author Crystal Tolley, a herpetologist from SANBI and the University of the Witwaters Rand in South Africa, said in a statement, We didn't know if we would get any more, but once we got into the forest, there were plenty, although I don't know how long that will last. So anyway, yes, so they only get up to 2.2 inches long. And they walk on the forest floor, and obviously, like most chameleons, they disguise themselves by, you know, matching a pattern of dead leaves and such. Mm -hmm. And they were first discovered in that little rainforest in 1992, pre-Lion King. Pre-Lion King? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's going to be my AD, BC thing. Oh <laughs> this is going to be pre-Lion King. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Uh, and they were re later released into a separate forest 59 miles um, away near... Makundi, also in Malawi, um, to increase their chances of survival, according to the statement. Anyway, so they're finding out that they're having issues, though, now because they're, um, that's a word that we've used before. <laughs> segregated is not it, but, you know, when it's separate, it's not separated. Oh, my gosh. It says it in here somewhere. I just don't want to have to read it. Also, they apparently look for them at night with torches because it's yeah. easier to find them at I didn't know that. Do their yep. little eyes stand out? Like, what is the easier? They're just mm -hmm. active? I'd be afraid of stepping on one. Oh my gosh. There's chameleon hunters in Florida that do that. Chameleon hunters? Yes, because they people's pet chameleons get released and they just kind of live out in Florida and people will go out and collect them and then sell them. Oh, because they want to make money. Mm -hmm. That makes more sense. Okay. Anyway, so um, essentially. Yay, they're not extinct, but they're still very much in danger because they're um, fragmented. That's the word, fragmented. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> don't know why that was so difficult, but it really was. Um, so, anyway, they're fragmented, so they're not doing as well, and obviously urgent conservation action is needed. They're saying to um, halt forest deforestation, not deforestation, forest destruction, and, um, and destroying the habitat, obviously. They need to halt that so that these little guys don't continue to um, go downhill. And of course, as usual, the main threats are agriculture. It's usually almost <laughs> always agriculture. So we gotta stop spreading so much. But then you also have the problem that people have to make money. Yeah. <sighs> so many problems. But you know who could fix shit like that? Who? All the billionaires with the dick measuring contest. <laughs> you could just give money to these people and then this shit wouldn't happen because they wouldn't have to go into uh. space because they'd have money to live off of. Or at least, you know, Whatever. I remember seeing reports on that. It's like the biggest waste of money in the shortest amount of time I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh anyway, God. so obviously I will link the article, but they're super cute little chameleons. I feel like these are sold all the time. Hmm. Some sort of pygmy chameleon is sold all the time. They are. I would never have one because they have like the lifespan of insects. They don't even make a year. That would be super depressing. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so, um, but they're not extinct, but they're also not doing well. So there we go. So again, education is a lot of it. Just, you know, not that we can do a whole lot about something in another country, mm -hmm. but can we even do a lot about our own country? <laughs> <laughs> you can make a lot of noise about it. That's what you can do. But that brings us to our favorites. And I just. <laughs> she done goof. We won't. No, I'm not even saying I'm done goofed. You're done goofed. Naming some things. <laughs> fucking cold. I am so sick of this shit. So I will explain that more when we get to mine. But anyway, the category that I chose, which I had trouble choosing a category, and I was like, hell yeah, we're gonna choose this, is our favorite puffer fish. Puff, puff, puff. It's not a noise they make. No. 
Anyway. Gus Puff. I just saw its little face again. I can't. Anyway. Okay, so Casey, who is your favorite puffer fish? The Fahaka puffer. The Fahaka puffer fish. Okay, yes. where is it from? Is that what you're going to say first? Because that's what I want to It's going to be one of the... Th- okay. It's, okay. So their scientific name is Tetraodon lineatus. Lineatus? Yes. It's like Leonidas. That's fun. Uh, okay. Yes, it is unique among puffer fish in that they are found inland living in freshwater. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. In fact, their whole genus consists of freshwater pufferfish, and that suggests that the common ancestor made the transition from marine to freshwater habitat, and then it just radiated into all the species that are around. Wow. So, yep. They are found in many countries in Africa. Okay. Yep. A ex- range extends from Senegal all the way to Ethiopia, but it's pretty fragmented. They can be found living in large river systems uh, as well as open water and even in more vegetated areas. I just had a visual of a pufferfish puffed up and floating down the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, anyway, like a, like a wayward beach ball. Anyway, continue. And the species' teeth have been modified into a strong beaked mouth, which it uses primarily to prey upon shelled mollusks. Okay. And like other puffers, they have the ability to swallow large amounts of water or air to inflate themselves, which makes them much larger than they actually are and deters predators from eating them. (laughs) And this fish is not marketable as food because evidence suggests that its body contains tetrodotoxin. (laughs) And tetrodotoxin is a potent poison that disrupts the electrical signals to pass from nerves to the muscles. Oh, good. Which results in paralysis and can eventually lead to death. Yeah, well, that makes sense. If your heart doesn't know to keep eating. <laughs> yep. The species is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. And threats that are facing the Fahaka puffer include climate change and reduced water flow in its natural habitat. And in North Africa, there are issues with pollution from agriculture and industry. And in Western Africa, fishing for other target species may have a negative impact on this species as well. Oh, so catching them, like, on accident, yep. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no conservation action taking place for this species, and one main action that must be taken is more research into the species' basic biology and ecology. Okay. And another reason it's one of my favorites is me and one of my best friends from college, we would, like, do these jokes where we, like, make curse words out of an animal's names, and he's like, you fahaka puffer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just a fun name to say. It's even fun, like you, mother Fahaka puffer. Yeah, we would do just that too. Puffer. Yeah. Mother Fahaka puffer. Yeah, we would do that too. That's <laughs> So that's what we're gonna do for the next time. I have to bleep out uh, cursing. We'll just make animal names that we can substitute for it. Good times. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that is awesome. This is where I get really mad. So <laughs> I put my choice down, and Casey responds. I'm, the note's still in there. I'm just going to read it. Needs to be more specific. Okay, this gives away my animal. But this animal is an entire family and actually separate from puffer fish. My response, I will just read to you because I was so pissed. God damn it. Why does everything have the name of something it's not? I think we've had five things that I have chosen that Probably. are not what they say they are. And it just yeah. pisses me off. I'm like, I don't have access to some wonderful biology thing that tells me shit. I'm like, I'm just trying to find stuff that's cool that I like, and of course this one that I like, which is a reason I chose a category, is not actually a thing. So frustrating. Anyway, so that's the negative side. The positive side, and the worst part is I'm not gonna be able to share this picture because I'm sure it's copyrighted, but this picture is so cute. So I put the picture out for Casey, I'm like, this one, this is what I want. (laughs) And this little face is just the cutest thing. Anyway, so my choice is, the, um, I guess I should say specifically what it is, the long-spined porcupine fish, but also very much commonly referred to as a porcupine puffer fish, which is where the problem's coming. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Mm. So, its scientific name is Diodon holocanthus. I like that one. Yep. I like them even more now. Anyway, <laughs> it is a circumtropical species, meaning that it is found throughout the world's tropical waters. Makes sense. Um, they tend to prefer living in shallower waters and mangroves, rocky areas, and seagrass beds. 
I feel like they're like little mini sea otters because they're like <laughs> in the kelp forest, you know, but they're in seagrass. That's what I was upset most about, like not going up to Monterey, is I nah, didn't get to see otters. They're cool. Funniest they cool thing. Yeah. They, my family went kayaking yeah. around the kelp forest. <laughs> They tell you to stay away from the otters. Okay. An otter came swimming up onto my sister's kayak. No, no, no. (laughs) That's awesome. Did it just chill? It was trying to chill. It's like they were like... She's like, please get off. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway, that's Uh, awesome. All right. um, Back to the little porcupine fish because they're adorable. I want to see both. Um, the species of porcupine fish is primarily, primarily, excuse me, a nocturnal predator. They have fused teeth that form a single beak-like mouth that they use to crack open shells of snails, crustaceans, and even urchins. Like my purple urchin? Are they in different areas? I feel like those are in different areas. Anyway, this species Hmm. averages about... Uh, 20 to 35 centimeters, with particularly large individuals occasionally getting to 50 centimeters. That's massive. That's a huge difference. Anyway, they are known by a variety of other common names like spiny puffer, but despite this name, it is actually not a puffer fish. <laughs> what is your thing? It's not a fahaka puffer fish. <laughs> a mother fahaka puffer fish. Anyway, puffer fish come from the family Tetradontidae. While these guys come from a closely related family in the Diodontidae, the Diodontidae get the common name porcupine fish due to their prominent external spines. They're so cute and even cuter when they puff because mm-hmm. then they're just like a little, poof, yep. little pincushion. Nice pronunciation, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Very proud of myself right now. I feel like I really need to make a tongue twister of just scientific names. Like, it'd be great <laughs> for theater. Anyway, um, and this is one of the distinguishing characters. Um, I think characteristics from pufferfish. I and use characters and characteristics interchangeably because of phylogenetics. Oh, okay. Well, I'm a normal person, so I'm going to say characteristics. This is one of the distinguishing characteristics from pufferfish and porcupine fish, as pufferfish also have spines, but they are very tiny and internal. What? While porcupine <laughs> fish have large external spines. Anyway. So like pufferfish, they're able to inflate their bodies as a defense mechanism to deter predators from eating them. Oh boy, things are moving like crazy here. There we go. Um, Getting crazy on me. They are currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list. That makes me happy. They are a somewhat commercially significant species of fish as they are collected for fisheries and the aquarium trade. I'm pretty sure I've seen them at a store. Um, they are also eaten in some parts of Asia, like Taiwan. Aren't these also dangerous? Aren't they also potentially poisonous? What I read is that they may be toxic to humans, but that has not been substantiated. Okay. Anyway. this I guess this isn't actually a puffer fish, so whatever. Um, this species also gets collected to be inflated and dried out and then sold as a novelty item. If I find Do you, ever, you fucking doing that, I will murder you myself. Do you remember the SpongeBob movie? No, because I never watched Spongebob. <laughs> okay. So I watch well, that. I did because that was my childhood. And I remember they are, like, getting dried out in the antique shop of the Cyclops, which is basically a dude in an old-fashioned submarine suit. Mm-hmm. And there's a pufferfish novelty that's like that in it. Don't do that. Don't buy that. What is yeah. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, thankfully, these practices do not seem to pose any significant threat for the species' survival, and currently there are no known major threats to this species. Don't do that. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Ugh, that frustrates yeah. me. They are. That's one. That's one sad thing about um, about pufferfish is that they're so cute when they puff up, and mm-hmm. I really want to see them puff up, but that means that they're stressed out. Yeah. So I don't want them to do that. Kind of like betta fish when they like spread out all their fins, but they're all pissed. So you're yeah. Like, don't stress. Yeah. But I know somebody in one of my classes gave a presentation on pufferfish, but I don't remember it at all. Good job. <laughs> it was, to be fair, it was years ago. Okay, but you're not that far out of school. Like, Well, this is my community college. No, that's not. That's still not that long ago, dude. <laughs> anyway. In my fair, she wasn't very entertaining as a presenter. Wow. Did you do those, the, the like, peer reviews on them, too? What did you give her? Like, uh, bored. I'm bored. Wow. Well, it was just a number scale, so. It was a two. He gave her a two. A five? A, a, How much? A, probably a six or seven. Okay. 
I just saw its little face again, Casey. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh, it's so cute. These little puffers have the cutest faces. But anyway, that brings us to our animal of the week. Yes, it does. And our animal of the week this week is... The Atlantic Puffin. The Atlantic Puffin. I love them so much. And at first I wanted to do them like relating to Alaska because I got to see some up there and they're mm. so cute. But then I was like... We can do another animal for North America, but we'll do an Atlantic puffin, and this is ridiculous. Mm. I'm going to tell you, Casey. I'm going to reveal to you why I want to do a puffin so bad, aside right. from the Alaska thing, um, which is a totally different kind of puffin, because a movie you haven't seen. <laughs> Let's see if you remember this question, Casey. What is this blank princess movie that's based on a famous ballet? <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> it is a bird, but it is not whatever bird you said. It was like goose or something. I forgot. Uh. <laughs> What is a graceful bird? There's a graceful type of bird. It's graceful? Yes. And they're also mean as shit. Swan? <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, the Swan Princess. In the Swan Princess movie, for those of you 90s babies. Um, I'm a 90s baby too. I just blanked on his name. Oh my God, I'm terrible. Anyway, there's a puffin in it. Mm. That's the main thing. He's like he's like a puffin who helps her mm. with everything. And her whole little team. There's a frog and a puffin and there's a turtle. Why is there a puffin? Them. Where are they? They're probably in Europe, I guess. I mean, it's, it's a princess thing, so it's usually <laughs> Europe. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that's why I wanted to do it, because, even though I've forgotten his name. But anyway, I, oh I really gosh. loved that movie as a kid. and um, I just remember, yeah. like, in Happy Feet 2, there's this puffin, mm-hmm. and, like, he makes off this claim that he's a penguin that can fly. And then there's the part where he's like, it's, it's like I am a puffin. <laughs> I think I remember that, like, uh, vaguely. Yeah. Anyway. But let's talk about them. They're super cute, first yes. of all. They're adorable. Yes, so these guys come from the other Caradriformes. Caradriformes. Yes. Sure, okay. The family Alcidae. Okay. In fact, these birds, along with merds and ox, are commonly called Alcids. Wait, take that back. These birds, along with merds? Did you just say merds? Merz. What the hell is a merd? It's what a type of bird? It's a bird. Okay. Yeah. And what was the last one? Ock. The bird names are ridiculous. Okay, anyway, continue. <laughs> yes. And unfortunately, the great auk is extinct because we killed them off. Of course we did. Yep. And their scientific name is Fractercula artica. Oh, okay. Yes. And as their name suggests, they are found in the North Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And they can live to be into their 20s. Okay. Yep. They get to be about 25 centimeters long and weigh about 500 grams. Wow. A, little, okay. a bit bigger than a really big teacup. <laughs> Really big teacup. Like when I've one of the scale bars I found is like it in comparison to a teacup. I was like, that looks like a very big teacup. <laughs> okay. And as one may suggest, as a species, it is primarily a piscivore. It eats fish. Yes. Yes. Yes, but sometimes it will also feed on small crustaceans. Okay. And they will forage for their food by swimming underwater for a few meters below the surface. And based on food brought to chicks at nesting sites, their diet consists of herring, capelin, cod, and sandlands. I've never heard of a capelin. You've never heard of capelin? No. Really? Well, I go to aquariums, and they use capelin a lot to feed their... So maybe I've seen it, but I yeah. just didn't know of it. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yes. And the name Puffin <laughs> is largely attributed to how chicks look like little cotton balls with a beak and feet. I like it's a puff over there. Yeah, it's a puff. <laughs> a puff puff. Yes. And the bird also gets named Clown of the Sea okay. and Sea Parrot due to the mar- its very colorful beak. I could see the Sea Parrot. Yeah. Clown of the Sea is rude, but the, <laughs> but the Sea Parrot, I guess. Yes. And during the breeding season, they will come on the coasts and islands in the Atlantic to mate and nest. The largest breeding spot for puffins is Iceland, where about 60% of the population goes to nest. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And they will often nest on tops of cliffs and make their nests out of feathers and grass. And the females will only lay a single egg. Okay. In very rare cases, they will lay two. Okay. Yeah. Do they kick one out, though? Probably. Okay, cool. Great. Survival of the fetus. <laughs> and the nests are made in burrows that the puffins dig out using their beak and their feet. <laughs> I got an image of them doing at the same yep. time. Yep. <laughs> I obviously alternate that. Yes. And these burrows even have a waste area for the chicks to defecate in so they won't soil their feathers. Wow. 
look mm-hmm. at them with their yeah. house planning. And if they didn't do it, do that, then it would ruin their feathers, and they'd probably lose the waterproof coating mm. on them, and they would drown. Great. <laughs> do the chicks go in the water right away? Or are they just talking about like no? They're breeds? talking about when they're older. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, it would ruin their feathers like permanently. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like, well, they're obviously going to be leaving eventually and have their flight feathers, and yeah. then just whoop. I bet. Okay. Yes. And the species typically will breed starting at around age five, and they will typically come together with the same mate each year and will even meet at the same nesting site. Although it is unknown how they specifically navigate to go find it. Same time, same place, next year. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And they also nest in colonies surrounded by several other mated pairs raising their own offspring. Okay. And the male and female will take turns incubating an egg, and they share the responsibility of foraging for fish and raising the chick. Good. Mm-hmm. I like them even more. <laughs> and despite the seemingly small size of their beak, they can carry on average about 10 fish back to their nest. Oh my gosh. Yes. These aren't like tiny fish either. No. I mean, they're not like tuna size, but yeah. like they're not little teenies. <laughs> yes. And I read, I don't know how well substantiated this, but I heard one report, found one report of there being 60, the maximum. I, that, that seems insane. <laughs> yeah. That they're normal size fish. Yes. And it, what they do is they use their tongue, which is kind of raspy. Okay. And it holds the fish against spine on, spines on its palate. <gasps> and that way they can hold onto their fish while also having their mouth open catching more fish. Oh my gosh. Yes. I did not know that about them. And I'm mm-hmm. like intrigued and slightly horrified. Yes. They basically have spikes on the top of there. They just like impale it. Yep. Shish kebabs, basically, yep. on the top of their mouth. Yes, and it's funny if you find a picture of them with fish in their mouth. It's just drooping. It's like a weird, like, mustache yep. coming out of their beak. Yep. And when it is not breeding season, the species spends much of its time out on the ocean. And we don't know much, really, about their diet because they're all the way out there. But we suspect what they may eat based on what they bring back to their chicks. Okay. And the species is currently listed as vulnerable by the IUCN Red List. And the global population is currently in decline. Okay. One of the major threats facing this species is climate change, which is increasing the ocean temperature. And with increases in the surface temperature, patterns of prey are changing, and mm-hmm. so they aren't able to sustain okay. their chicks. Their food source is the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. And food instability is the number one cause for breeding failures. Breeding failures meaning that they can't. They the kids, aren't the able to. Chicks sec- don't survive. Yeah. Not that they're not able to breed and have a chick, but the chick won't survive because they can't feed it. Correct. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, one that sucks. One success story is the Audubon Society has, has a project in which they reintroduced puffins to former nesting islands, which started back in the 1970s. Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I just, they're so cute. I'm going to yeah. have to, like, get a picture of the one from Princess. <laughs> That's not Princess Bride. Wrong movie. Swan <laughs> <Just> Princess. There's <laughs> no puffin in Princess Bride. Anyway, okay, well, Casey. Allie. What are most birds? I that face. That face. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm going to have to find a way to do that because that picture's so cute. Um, <clears throat> what are most birds' favorite type of tissue? Kleenex? Puffs. <laughs> I forgot that's actual. Because <laughs> we talked about. Puffins. Puffins and pufferfish. I didn't even realize you were doing pufferfish and puffins, even though mine's not an actual pufferfish. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, we're calling it a puffer. I'm sorry, fahaka, fahaka pufferfish. We're calling it a pufferfish. Um, yeah, no, because remember, like a sore nose and need deserves puffs indeed. Oh and my god. Yeah. I prefer, in fact, I prefer puffs. That's my favorite mm-hmm. type of tissue. So there you go. There's I don't regularly have in. tissues in my house. I have tissues all of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Do you not have allergies? Does that never happen to you? No, we do. We just cope. <laughs> just not everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, I especially get it when I go out hiking and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Really? It's so bad. I, I think it's just because, like, I have allergies. So, like, as I'm inhaling more, I'm getting more allergens in. And I also have sinus issues anyway. Yeah. So, I wind up having to blow my nose, like, every time I go. It's so frustrating. Which is why I'm, a, like, basically a Boy Scout and always have everything with me. I always have tissues and hand sanitizer <laughs> and a little trash bag to throw everything in. Which half the time I find shit on the trail that I have to throw in my little trash. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, that brings us to the challenge. Mm-hmm. And is Casey's turn. I just, we need to move this picture because I just keep seeing it. And it's just <laughs> the cutest thing. 
Um, anyway, it was it was Chase Chasey's. Hi guys, I'm Chase. I am struggling. For who are you first, Katie? I think you're Katie yeah. first. You're just okay. So we're just gonna have guest hosts, and it's gonna be you, but you just play Chase or Katie. Okay. There we go. You can have alter egos. Anyway, it was Casey's turn to create a challenge. I have yes. no idea what it's gonna be. I know there are questions for me. Oh, it's in an Excel. Okay, that's scary. I always use Excel. I feel like you don't. Well, like if it's Jeopardy. No, you've used like you've used Word and yeah, but this is more complicated. (laughs) Great. So I'm certain to do. Obviously, my brain is just firing on all cylinders anyway today. So this is gonna go great. Okay, I have to hide this picture. It's just, (laughs) it's just too cute. Minimize. There we go. All right. All right. So how much time do I tell? Sorry, you tell me. Yes. So as always, we'll use ten minutes. Okay. And there are five categories. Okay. Yes. Oh, is this a Jeopardy? Yes. Oh, okay, it's a Jeopardy. Got you. Yeah. I also, I feel like we should call it a Leopardy. Leopardy. Oh, a my leopardy. gosh. Yeah, because it's not really Jeopardy. Yeah, true. Okay. I, w- I would want to go on Jeopardy, but it's like, I also was like, I feel like I would bomb and do terrible. I know terrible. someone who did really well on Jeopardy, actually. Oh, really? My voice teacher. Oh. Yeah. How much you win? I think he won... 30 something thousand? I'd have to ask. Mm. I don't remember now. It was it was before yeah. I knew him, obviously. Mm. It may have even been before my time. I think it was in the 90s, though. I don't know. Anyway. Mm. All right. But yeah, but continue. Yes, so prices range from 100 to 500 and yeah. increments of 100. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the categories are God. Okay. <laughs> Endangered Exotics. Okay. Casey's Chaos. <laughs> Is that just your brain, Casey? Is that just yeah. your brain? Okay, great. <laughs> Mammal, bird, or herp. Okay. <laughs> Extinct or extant. Okay. And I don't That's know what. Either or. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what to name this category. Great. Love it. Okay. Fantastic. Um, right. I'm not going to remember these categories' names. <laughs> what was the first one again? Endangered exotics. Okay. We'll just start with that. All right. So, ready, go. All right. For 100, I assume. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, 100. Endangered exotics. What two African mammals were uplisted to endangered and critically endangered status this year? Oh, shit. I don't think it was the pangolin. Wasn't it something else? It was something else. Crap. You said this. Yes, I did. Oh, my God. African, what were they again? What two African mammals were uplisted to endangered and critically endangered status this year? I feel like my brain is like a car that's out of gas. Um, uh, I don't remember. It's not. It's not the elephant, right? It's not the bush elephant. Was it? A, I feel like something. One of them. I feel like is an elephant. Mm-hmm. Was it the bush elephant? Which elephant was it? A forest <laughs> elephant? I feel like it was a forest elephant. Okay. But there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Shit. I'm gonna say a forest elephant. I'm just because I don't know. Forest elephant and bush elephant. There we go. That is correct. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. What charismatic critter was uplisted from endangered to vulnerable in 2016? Um, in 2016, there's a lot of charismatic things. Um, um, so they're doing better. I don't remember. I don't know what to say. I can't even ask for hints if it's a hot weather animal or a cold weather animal. I'm going to say a giraffe? I don't know. That is incorrect. Okay. What endangered group of, what is the most endangered group of raptors? There's so many raptors. I don't like raptors. It makes me angry. Um, I will give you groups. Owls, hawks and eagles, falcons, old world virtues, Vultures? Yeah. And New World Vultures. Um, I don't know. I don't Eight know minutes. Say. Oh, okay. Don't scare me. We have time. I'm just making okay. you aware. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to say it's one of the vultures, and I'm going to say, just based on the condor, that it's a, what are we, New, new yep. World Vulture. That is incorrect. Was it an old? We'll, we'll get back to it. What is the most endangered species of rhino? Oh, I should know that. <laughs> well, are we talking about the one that has two left? Oh, you don't consider that a. <laughs> we'll get into that after. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's it's a white. It's a. I never remember if it's northern or southern. I think it's. I'm gonna screw it up. Remember, I said species. Oh, a white rhino. 
That is incorrect. Oh, what? We'll get into it. Okay, is it a Javan? Anyway, continue. (laughs) What is the most endangered animal on the planet? I feel like it should be that rhino that has two left. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that. I don't know which direction it is. It's a white rhino. Is it northern or is it southern? I'm going to say northern white rhino, but I think it's southern white rhino. Incorrect. Okay, great. This is going well. Next category. Oh, sorry. Uh, sure, Casey's Chaos. Let's just All go right. to 100. What is the scientific term that means animal? Animalia? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you mean, the scientific term that means animal. I don't know what you're looking for here. <laughs> it's not Chordata. That's like, <laughs> no. Um, animalia is a classification. This literally is what is used for animal. I mean, fauna is not um, is not a is not a scientific thingy um, animal. I don't know. I might give it to you just because. Because of animalia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What it, mutualism is a relationship in which both benefit. What is it when both are negatively affected? I don't remember. It's not parasitoid. Parasitoid because that's one is. Mm-hmm. Mutually assured destruction is what it's called. <laughs> yep, next category or next okay, level. Incorrect. Obviously. Yeah. Giant tube worms have bacteria that provide them with food inside them. What is the term for this kind of role? We definitely talked about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like months ago, though, Kate. <laughs> Do you know how much my brain has had to deal with since then? Um, I remember what you're talking about, too. <laughs> Digestive mutualism. It's not it. No. Moving on. I'm just going to put words together. And an insect thorax has three segments. What are the names of the segments where the wings attach? Okay, that one I should know from, like, second grade. <laughs> but I do not. Um, I don't think it's the abdomen. I don't even know if that's part of the the... Parts of the thorax. I don't know the parts of the thorax. The wing attaches. I don't know. The, the You're halfway, by the way. Halfway there? The wing something. <laughs> I don't think it's the attaches. So. <laughs> the wing, I'm just going to say the wing sockets. I don't know. No. Makes no sense to me. All right. Non-crabs have evolved into imposter crabs multiple times. What is the process called, or how many times has it happened? What the hell? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I'm giving you two options. Okay. What is it called, or how many times has it happened? It's happened three times. That is incorrect. Okay, great. I don't think I've gotten anything right so far. Yep. I got that. All right, so mammal, bird, or herp? Yeah, that for 100. Self-explanatory? Yeah. Okay. Horny toad. Is a herp. That is correct. That's the wrong color. Mark it correctly. Tuft titmouse. A lot of those are birds. I'm going to say it's a bird. That is correct. What are my categories again? No, what? Mammal, bird, bird Mammal, or herp? Mammal, bird, or hip. Okay. Yeah. Hip, herp. Jeweled lacerta. Jeweled lacerta. Mm, I'm going to say bird. I don't know. That is incorrect. Okay. Mountain chicken. A bird? <laughs> that is incorrect. What? Who's called a mountain chicken? Uh, we'll get into it. Oh my it. god, okay. Strange tailed tyrant. <laughs> I feel like it's a bird, but I want it to be a mammal. <laughs> but I feel like it's a bird. I'm going to say a bird. That is correct. Okay. Extinct or extant? Extinct or extant 100. Dodo. Extinct. <laughs> Passenger pigeon. No, extance? That is incorrect. Okay. Spix macaw. There are so many birds, dude. I'm going to say extant. That is correct. Okay. Lord Howe stick insect. That is not a name. That is a name. (laughs) I'm going to say extinct. I don't know. That is extant. (laughs) Splendid poison dart frog. Okay, that's amazing, and I really hope it's extant. That's incorrect. Dang it. I don't know. 
I don't, know. I don't know what's so honestly yes I don't know <laughs> what don't know. is the name of the order that contains bears cats and canines <sighs> two minutes left I don't remember the order is that cordata that's not what cordata is, is no it? <sighs> carnivora I'm gonna say carnivora I don't think that's right but I'm just gonna go that with is it. correct okay great excluding humans what is the most widely distributed mammal on earth oh on earth I was going to say, in North America, it's a black bear. Um, um, a squirrel? I have no idea. That is incorrect. Okay. True or false, the most abundant order of animals on the planet is the Hymenoptera. Aren't the Hymenoptera the... No, that's a Lepidoptera. I'm going to say yes. Hopefully the Hymenoptera are the beetles. That is incorrect. Dang it. The process by which an animal dies then comes back to life is called What? Uh, Air quotes die. Fuck. Oh, like when um, like when water bears. Die? Yeah. Oh shit, that has a name. Um, something. Don't know. Don't just metamorphosis. That's not it. But we're going with it because <laughs> I have incorrect. no other word for that. All right. What bird has been shown to understand basic physics? I'm gonna say a parrot, but I don't know. That is incorrect. Okay, great. <laughs> We have a whole other category I'm not getting to? Huh? Oh, no, never mind. No, that's just the extension okay, of okay. the questions. But you're done. <laughs> oh, I have, like, no money. <laughs> I see a lot of red over there. Let's see. One, two, four. Oh, I should write down how much money I get. 1,400. Oh, that's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it actually it's pretty bad. But, like, I think I'm only a little bit behind you. Yeah. So, what two after? African mammals were uplifted to endangered, critically endangered. The African forest elephant to critically endangered. African bush elephant to endangered. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that was a while ago we talked about that. Yeah. Okay. And charismatic critter uplifted from endangered to vulnerable in 2016. That was the giant panda. Oh, no. Wasn't going to get that. Yeah. Okay. Most endangered group of raptors is the old world vultures. Oh, man. And most endangered species of rhino is the javan. Yeah, no, I have it. Yeah. Oh, you were saying species, not a subspecies. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. And of course, there's. And then you, yeah, feel that yeah. about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Most endangered animal on Earth is the vaquita. Oh, did we talk about that before? I did once, I believe. But 29 estimates that there are just nine left. Wow. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. We should probably talk about them. Mm hmm. They are from Baja in the Gulf of California. Nice. Is that the only place they live? I guess yep. 29. That is the only place they live. <laughs> okay. And what is scientific term that means animal? I gave you this because you remembered animalia. <laughs> but the word I was looking for was metazoa. Oh, come on. <laughs> was not going to remember that. Yep. And mutual and the. When both animals are negatively affected, mm-hmm. it's called competition. That's dumb. Okay. <laughs> I reject that. All right. Giant tube worms have bacteria that provide them with food. That role is an endosymbiont. Mm, okay. Yep. And the parts of the thorax where the wings attack are the meso and metathorax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Get it's that. Casey's Chaos. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the term for when non crabs evolve into crab shaped bodies is carcinization. Weird. And it's happened five times. Okay. Yep. Horning toad is indeed a herp. Tuft tit mouse is a bird. Mm-hmm. Jeweled lacerta is a herp, specifically a lizard. Okay. I forget how to be a, mm-hmm. a lizard, or not lizard, but a. Oh my gosh, reptile otherwise, yeah. or herp in yeah. this case. The mountain chicken is a herp. It's a toad. What? <laughs> Does it like balk like a chicken? No, How the it's... hell did it get its name? Because it's collected for food and apparently it tastes like chicken. I reject this. <laughs> and the strange tailed tyrant is indeed a bird. Okay. That's amazing. Yes. That is someone who didn't like that bird who named it. They're like, it won't shut up. <laughs> Yes. And it has a strange tail, so it's a strange-tailed yeah. tyrant. Yes. And the dodo is indeed extinct. Yes. It went extinct in 1662. 
The passenger pigeon is extinct as well, went extinct in 1914. Oh, okay. Yep. They formed these huge flocks of millions of birds, so people oh. just shotgun. Makes sense. Yep. The Spix McCall is extant. It's actually the bird that was the inspiration behind the birds in Rio, because oh. they are extinct in the wild. Oh, okay. Yep. And the Lord Howe stick insect is extant. Where is that? Uh, off the coast of Australia. Okay. Yeah, it was actually declared extinct back in 1920, then rediscovered in 2001. Oh, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. And the splendid poison dart frog is unfortunately extinct. Oh, it makes me sad. It left us back in 2020. Oh, so down in South America, I assume? Yes. Yeah, that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just love the idea of splendid poison yeah. dart frog. I see like a, an evil mastermind. Like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and the name of order that contains bears, cats, and canines is carnivora. Okay, yay. Yes. And the most widely distributed mammal on Earth, except humans, is the orca. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yes. And the most abundant order of animals on the planet is the Coleoptera. That's the beetles. Oh. Hymenoptera is the group you don't like. Wasps, the yes. parasitoids? <laughs> yes, and the process by which an animal, air quotes, dies um, and comes back to life is cryptobiosis. Oh, dang it. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the bird that has been shown to understand basic physics is crows. Yes. I forgot. Yeah, they're supposed to be really smart. Yes. They put a tube with water and some food floating on top and they gave them rocks. They put the rocks in the water to displace it until they get the food. Oh. <laughs> Good job. Yes. Good job, crows. All right. Yep. Well, that did not go wonderfully, um, mm -hmm. but there we go. See, I feel like last time I tried to make mine easy and it didn't go well. You did not try to make this easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> evilly laughs and well of course know. not one of the categories is Casey's chaos I know it's not I mean at least a couple of things I'm like okay we definitely did talk about yeah. that but some of them were from a while ago <laughs> okay anyway well um, that brings us to the end of this episode um, which is episode 53 no 54 oh my god we practiced too we did <laughs> time before we start i always ask it I'm like this one right run this one i'm gonna use the excuse that i can see his little face looking at me oh i got distracted anyway that's the end of episode 54 as always we're your host Allie and casey and we will catch you on the next episode of the animal addicts chaos podcast <laughs>